My name is Hakeem Brown, and I can't breathe. Hakeem and Reggie Brown are two young black boys. They were so upset with the current situation in the world, they started their own podcast. They grew up in the suburbs until their parents got divorced. They were homeless, living in the streets. Now they live in the ghetto with their grandmother. This is their story. This is Pop City Culture. Hi again, and welcome back. My name is Hakeem Brown, and I'm here with my brother. That's right. I'm here, Reggie Brown. That's right. Yep. Now, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. A lot of stuff today. I can't believe it. But you know what? What? America's still broken. It, it sure seems is like. broken. After the George Floyd death. Yep. It sparked riots Terrible in America. Tragedy. A lot of riots. So, you know, as it stands now, you know, there's been fires and looting and assaults. What do you think about that, Reggie? I don't think it's a good thing. You know, I told you that already. But you yes, know, you did. You told me about that. This is because, you know, there's like, it's brought again from an off balance of dialogue of justice. Yeah, I can when agree. When it comes to white people and people of color, there's just people of minorities, they feel like their voices aren't being heard. Yeah, that's right. So attention's being brought to the world again, as many spoke out, you know, like Trudeau of Canada. That's my and man a lot there. Of the Canadian people. You know, we really got their support along with the people around the world. We sure did. That's right. But you know what? I hear in the voices that it seems like the protesting, it might be dying down a little, but I'm not sure. All I know is people are sitting around saying how they don't want, you know, police in their area because they don't trust the police and stuff like that. But I don't know what people think we're going to do. We, we, hey, I'm going to admit, Hakeem, we do need the police. You know, that's why we can't be policing ourselves. That's why we got the police, you know. But go on to what the show is about. Okay, thank you. Now, for everybody out there, we are tearing down what's called history. America was based on a lot of history, and they made a lot of statues, and I mean, there's just a whole lot of stuff in our history. So it seems like, you know, we might be losing a lot of our history, and I don't know if that's a good thing. So the question is, what's the state of the divided states of America? What do you think it is, Reggie? I think it's bad. You know, people are real divided now. And, you know, you got, it, it don't go from just black and white, though. It's like political parties. You got Republicans and you got the Democrats. Yeah. Everybody seems like to be fighting. They just fighting just to fighting. Yeah, I never true. thought I'd see the day when this happens. But, yeah, it ain't looking too good. In fact, it's making me very angry. And a little bit upset because this is something I don't want to be seeing in my America. Yeah, you're right, Reggie. But, you know, when people don't feel like they're being heard, they turn into protesters, hopefully peaceful protesters. But, you know, there are people that do take advantage of that, don't you think? Of course, man. There's people taking advantage of that. Hey, now listen, Reggie. You know, we had a talk. And that was that talk was about our, uh, our grandmother found out, everybody, that we have a podcast. And she heard the language my you ain't my, gonna uh, be telling people was doing ha so ha you know 
Hakeem, she said, don't. knock it off or she's going to tell our dad because our dad doesn't know we got a podcast. We're trying to keep that on a low. Why you got to be telling everybody our business, man? Throwing it out there. Nobody be needing to know that stuff. Hey, I thought that was just between us. Well, you know, Reggie, people are going to wonder why your uh, language isn't so colorful anymore. So that's why, you know, I think people should know. You know, we're trying to make this thing for all people. But, you know, when you were sitting there spewing off at the mouth, you know, we were getting a lot of kickback there, too. Yo, man, why you always got to be the heavy? You got to single me out. You think that's right? I don't think that's right, man. Why don't you just move on and talk and talk about something you might know about? Okay. So, as I was saying, you know, this is like the divided states of America, and people do feel the pain. There's a whole lot of pain. And like pain, you know, there's, there's going to be scars. So people are really upset, and people really want to know exactly what our future is going to be because they're getting scared because, of course, they have kids who are going to grow up one day and inherit the United States of America. That's assuming it's going to be united. So the big question is this. You know, everybody says black lives matter. Now, what about police lives? What do you think about that, Reggie? Yo, man, why you always got to be putting me on the spot? Hey, I'm not putting you on the spot. This is our talk show podcast. All you got to do, Reggie, is answer the question and stop acting like that. Can you answer the question? Of course I can answer the question. Well, yeah, police lives. I mean, you know, we got a, we, we had an uncle, uncle who's a cop. So, of course, I want him to go back to his, to his wife and my cousins, you know? I mean, what, you stupid? Of course, man, everybody's lives matter. But right now, it seems like black people, our lives are getting destroyed here. You know, just people of minority. It ain't just black people, it's people of color, you know? And we all want to have a voice. We don't want to be treated like this. And it seems like every time a video pops up, it just enrages everybody. What, you telling me you saw that George Floyd video? You didn't feel enraged? Of course I felt enraged. It was a video. And I don't know why they had actually show somebody being murdered, but that really ignited a whole lot of stuff all around the world. But you know, Reggie... Just so we're clear, more than 400 cops have been injured since the George Floyd case. And, you know, those cops do have to go back to their families, too. Yo, man, I know that, but, you know, now they're talking about defunding the police. You know, maybe we should be defunding them. You know, taking away some of the money so they can get their act together. But, Reggie, if you defund the police, let's just say we had no police, okay? What, who are you going to call? It ain't going to be Ghostbusters. You got to call somebody. Let's face it. When somebody's breaking into your house or, Reggie, somebody's going to steal your bike, who are you going to call? You going to call the neighbors? You, you got to call a law enforcement officer. Now, they have things right now. They're trying to make changes in the system. And I know it takes time. But I don't know why it takes time. You know, people been knowing about this stuff for years. Well, you know what? The bottom line, too, is all the government officials knew about this, so... In my opinion, I don't know why they haven't taken care of it. That's what sort of irritates me. But right now, you know, they're talking about defunding the police. And I don't know if that's a route a lot of people want to go because we do need these police. These are some brave people who actually put their lives on the line and try to protect us. Yeah, well, those three cops who sat around watching George Floyd, you know, they weren't protecting nobody. That's true, but, you know, we're going to get to that in a second. You know, in fact, why don't we get to that now? Uh, the Minneapolis mayor on Tuesday fired off four police officers involved in an incident. We all know that. And uh, of Mr. Floyd, um, 
you know, death right there. And Chavez was arrested and charged with murder and manslaughter. But the other three officers who were involved in the incident have not yet to be arrested or charged. The local prosecutors said uh, the charges are likely forthcoming. D.C. was among, among a lot of the cities across the nation who had all the protests all weekend, and they were demanding that the three officers and Floyd's death be arrested and charged. Now, that's like a mob mentality. That's right. It's like a mob mentality. But like I said, people want justice. What you going to do? Huh? People want action right now. Yeah, but the thing is, can you imagine a mob mentality like that? That's almost like cowboys times when everybody didn't like what was going on. So everybody got together and they got their pitchforks and their, their rakes or whatever they got and shotguns. And they went out and they tried to hang people. Do you... Th- you really want to go back to that kind of a society? Heck no, Kakim. This is some stupid stuff you're talking again. Did I say I wanted to go back to that stuff? Why you got to be trying to throw words all up in my mouth? I'm not, Reggie, but the bottom line is the way you sound is like you want the old West back, and we can't have that. You got to have some kind of justice. I thought we have evolved more than that. But moving on, because I know you're just going to think I'm being heavy on you. Uh, let's talk about the tearing down of the statues. The bronze statue of Jeff, Thomas Jefferson statue uh, was looming for four years above Jefferson High School football field in North Killingsworth. It was pulled from its marble pedestal Sunday night, hours after a protest had gathered at the school. The words slave owner and George Floyd were spray painted on the white marble beneath where Jefferson the statue had stood. Uh, what do you think about that? Reggie? Well, you know, uh, it's my understanding that Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. He owned some slaves. So, of course, people are outraged. I don't know why that, that thing was hanging up for so long. You're going to tell me none of the black students there didn't recognize that and they tried to fight for something like that? That makes no sense. That's just plain stupid. You know, man, you can't be having stuff like that thrown up in your face like this slave owner guy. Hey, gonna... Listen, um, uh, so what, what would your plan be? Man, tear the thing down. That's what I'm saying. You got to tear it down. Well, don't you think that's part of history and culture? Now, I don't go to that school. You don't go to that school. But I don't know the whole situation there. But yeah, I heard Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. But you know, Thomas Jefferson is on money too. So are you going to rip up every $2 bill out there? Yo, man, I'm not talking about ripping up money, but now that you bring it up, maybe we should do something like that. I mean, I don't see Obama's face on money. He was a good president, you know? Why don't you just move on, man? You're starting to, you're starting to get on my nerves. Okay. D.C., in Washington, D.C., vandals defaced the monuments at the National Mall during the weekend pro- protest. Now listen, Reggie, listen to this. At the Lincoln Memorial, vandals wrote... Y'all not tired yet? In black spray paint. The World War II Memorial had Do Black Bets Count spray painted in black along the base of one of the reflection pools. You know, what do you think about that? Man, why are you asking me what do I think about it? What do you think about it? Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's been my belief that um, the National Mall for Generations has been a national premier specific gathering space for nonviolent demonstrations. So I would think people wouldn't try to ruin that. You know, D.C., that, that's where Martin Luther King did his march. And he stood up on the steps and he said, I have a dream. That's where we have a whole lot of history. And people do protest there peacefully. 
to try to get their voices heard because they're right there in D.C. That's what I think. I think people should, should realize there's some things that are just sacred. But, Reggie, you probably don't. Man, don't be putting words in my mouth. I just asked you what you thought. Yeah, Reggie, I asked you what you thought too, but moving right along. The Lincoln Memorial was vandalized. Now, I don't know if you know a lot about your history, Reggie. Abraham Lincoln did believe that slavery was morally wrong. I know that. But there was one big problem. What was that? It was sanctioned by the highest law in the land, the Constitution. The nation's founding fathers, who also struggled with how to address slavery, didn't explicitly write the word slavery in the Constitution. But they did include key clauses protecting the institution, including a fugitive slave clause and three-fifths clause, which allowed southern states to count enslaved people for the purposes of representation in the federal government. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, he sounds like he's an all right dude, straight up. You know, if he he was against slavery, that's cool. Now, listen, Reggie. In the three-hour speech in Peoria, Illinois, in the fall of 1854, Lincoln presented more clearly than ever his moral, legal, economic opposition to slavery, and then admitted... He didn't know exactly what should be done about it within the current political system. Well, I mean, given that time, nobody, I guess, really knew because you got everybody. You know, the people in the South want a slave. From what I understand, a lot of it was economics, too, because they were getting free work. People up north, they were getting, you know, well, can I say they were getting screwed without getting in trouble with grandma? Of course you could say that. That's not a bad word. Just move on. So, anyways... Uh, though Lincoln saw himself as a working alongside the ab- abolitionists on behalf of the common anti-slavery cause, he did count himself among them. And only with emancipation and with his support of the eventual 13th Amendment would Lincoln finally win over the most committed abolitionists. Well, that's cool. What else, what else you got to say about President Abraham Lincoln? Well, in case you don't know, he was the first Republican president in 1860. Why you got to tell me that for? Well, you know, the way you talk, Reggie, is this. What I, don't under, what I don't understand is if the Democrats were in control all those years before Lincoln, why didn't they do anything? Reggie, are you still there? You going to say something? <laughs> Everybody, Reggie's just looking at me. He's like pissed off. He don't want to say nothing. But in any case, President Lincoln, I believe because he freed the slaves and stirred the pool, he was shot and killed. And he wasn't our president anymore. Now, the other thing about monuments is this. The Washington Memorial. What about it? The four faces on it. I know what you're talking about. What about it? You going to tell me? Okay, so we're going to move on to the monuments. Okay. Mount Rushmore. With the four faces of the four founding fathers, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Uh, People want that gun, from what I understand. That's right, people want that gun. From what I understand, George Washington, he had slaves. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson, I just got done saying he had slaves. Yeah, but Reggie, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln didn't have slaves, and he freed them. But I don't know if you know anything about Theodore Roosevelt. Well, President Theodore Roosevelt. 
No, I don't. Why don't you tell me, since you seem like you want to do a lot of talking? Well, you won't find a lot of this in history. You'll find part of it. Um, Theodore Roosevelt invited Booker T. Washington to the president's house. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt was also a Republican. Now, Democrats got upset and wrote a poem called, I'm not going to say the word, but it's the N-word. Ah, oh, man. It was called The N-Word in the White House. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, it was published in newspapers around the United States between 1901 and 1903. The poem was written in reaction to this. Now, now listen to this, Reggie. Uh, October 1901, the White House hosted a dinner that invited Booker T. Washington, an African-American, and presidential advisor as a guest. I mean, people were really upset. Now, on October 16th, October 1901, several journalists and politicians condemned Roosevelt's actions, claiming, among other things, that such an act made the two men appear equal in terms of social status. Democratic Senator Benjamin Tillman from South Carolina remarked, the action of President Roosevelt in entertaining a N-word person will necessitate our killing a thousand black people in the South before they will learn their place again. You know, man, that's some cold stuff. I, I didn't know that, you know, but hey, that ain't that ain't cool. That's that's right, Reggie. It's not cool. But what you won't find in history is this. These are words handed down from black ancestors who were there. So I know this because of what our grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents told them because they were there. And I was actually trying to find the exact thing in, in, uh, on the Internet and in the White House history, but it didn't really show me a whole lot of stuff. So, but if you look at the dates, the uh, dates are pretty clear. But, you know, the White House was once called the Presidential House and the Executive House and many other names, but it officially was changed on October 12th, 1901, with letterhead paper and everything else. Some say it was a change to appease the Democrats' attitude and escaping some of the backlash of a black man coming to dinner at the White House. And, you know, like I said, Roosevelt was a Republican. Yeah, you already said that. I know. But, you know, yeah, that's some cold stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Really, Reggie, for the first time, you don't know what to say? Well, no, you caught me off guard. You know, usually we try to prep for this stuff, but you didn't prep me for that. It's like you just threw it up in my face trying to catch me off guard. And I guess you did right now, but hey, you know, I, I want to go back and I want to see some of that stuff that you were talking about. Because that stuff, that stuff sounds sort of cold, man. Dude, man, that really sounds... That really sounds ghetto, man. That, that's something, what they do. Yeah, it, it's true. So, uh, now we're to the end of our podcast, and I'm going to give you some words of wisdom. Over 1.1 million people were murdered in Auschwitz, and it still stands 72 years later. Why? Because Jewish people who survived wanted it preserved as it was a reminder to never let that evil that was Nazism ever happen again. America has many Confederate statues that are memorialized. Many are hurt by their presence, but I don't see people worshiping them and bringing them food and flowers to them as a memorial. True, we don't see Nazi flags. True, we don't see bronze statues of Hitler. 
that would be going way too far. I understand the removal of the Confederate flag as it hurts many people. But let's stand back and look. What if an atheist says, I don't want to see a dead man hanging on a cross because I'm offended and I'm not a Christian. Or what if people said they don't want to see a tattoo shop open because they don't believe people should be marking their skin. Or if a group says, like an animal rights activist says, there should be no more zoos and pictures of animals on products because it exploits animals. When will it stop? When will it stop? When will the human race as a people evolve from an eon of evolutionary stagnation? We must remember how all of this started. I'm talking recently. One police officer killed a black man on camera and three others were sworn to protect and serve, stood by and watched as he died. Let's stay focused, people. Now it's time not to be divided. We must come together in unity and create positive change, not only for us, but for our children and our future. Now I'm going to hand this over to my brother because he always has something to say when I'm, when I'm finished with this. Yeah, that's right. I just want to give a shout out to Azadoria Ray, our marketing manager. She has us all over the world now, everywhere. And I want to thank our supervisor, Price Van Ray, who also is a worldwide national author. He wrote the gay book. You can find that on Amazon.com and Kindle and paperback. So that's about it. Hakeem, now you can take it away. All right. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for joining us. And I hope you can join us again. Me, Hakeem, and my brother, Reggie, on Pop City Culture. I'll see you next time. Everybody, be safe and stay cool. Goodbye for now.